everybody. Welcome to Outspoken. I'm your host, Justin White. This is episode 79, and my guest this week is my beloved Uncle Bill. Um, this is the last interview that I did in person before the shelter-in-place was enacted, and um, I was very grateful that he happened to be in town and we were able to meet face-to-face uh, before everybody went into lockdown. So um, we had a great conversation. I do want to say one thing about myself and my... Um, so sometimes when I'm listening back to episodes, I cringe a bit. Well, lots of times, actually, for many reasons. But um, sometimes I realize that I've said some things that are coming from my from a place of privilege and... I'm not always aware of it. Sometimes I'm aware of it in the moment, sometimes just after I've said it, and sometimes further down the road. But um, in any case, I don't always speak um, with perfect integrity, and I apologize to anyone who's offended. I don't think I said anything too terrible in this particular episode, but it just occurs to me that occasionally I do say things that might rub you the wrong way. And, you know, I'm doing my best. I come from a place of love. My heart wants to be good. Um, My brain and my training sometimes stand in the way of that. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Anyway, I wanted to uh, have a little flashback to New Year's Eve when uh, none of us knew what the year held in store. And... um, Boy, were we silly to think that we might be able to predict. Um, But also this is reminiscent of some of the current celebrations that are going on in places where no one is allowed to leave their house, but they sing and yell and make noise just to let everyone know that we're all here and in it together. So uh, New Year's Eve 2019, and then we'll talk to Bill. Do you want to talk about that having a kid at, at the age oh, that you did? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's been a definite experience for me. I mean, I you know he's awesome. He's just a fun guy, and yeah. he's just you know we have a good time, and you know just doing things like watching the Three Stooges and just the, the silly things that we do, and just. But I guess I was always like that. I mean, I've never taken life too seriously. I've always tried to have a little you know, add a little fun in there. Yeah. Is that, that's really always been your way, right? I think it has, I think. And I don't know if it's being the youngest, um, of four or just, you know, just my whole approach to life, just having that, that little buffer of, you know, having things just, 
try to find a funny side of everything. Do you um, feel like you always like? Do you remember being young and doing that, or was oh it, yeah, was it a subconscious thing, or did you actually know like I am? I can I, see things on the bright side. Yeah, well, the funny side. Funny side. Yeah, okay. it may not be bright. It may not be appropriate, but it's, <laughs> it usually gets a laugh or at least a smile anyway. Do you think that not. was the motivation? Like you were, was it a way to have an identity? Was to be the, I think the funny? I think it funny? did. I think it did. I mean, I, I wasn't like a performer funny, but I just, just the importance of a good sense of humor. I mean, to me, that's probably one of the most important things to me that I could teach my kids, you yeah. know, just, you know, always, always never lose a good sense of humor. Cause I think it, it really is. It's a beautiful trait to have and it can get you through a lot of stuff. It's true. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people do it. Yeah. And a lot of people don't, a lot of people like wish well, they could. Yeah, you know, and, they, and they can't. They and I think, don't. you know, when you mentioned my work, I mean, I think having a really good sense of humor <laughs> is huge i mean if you you know did you find other funeral directors who were oh, to be funny or oh yeah was there's kind of some the... there's some really really funny people out there's some really bizarre weird people too in the, yeah. in the business but there's there's some really funny people i mean you know you you gotta be and it's not it's not a disrespectful inappropriate funny but you just you just have to you have to keep that that level of of potential humor there right when you're dealing with death all the time yeah you know it's like god it's yeah it's hard to describe but it's i think it's more important now than ever and i think you know people are kind of losing that the appreciation i think you still appreciate edgy humor Mm -hmm. but it's not obviously it's doesn't have the role that it used to Whereas if you got to be really careful now. You mean the PC yeah. world that we live yeah. in? Okay. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it. And and I don't, it's a shame because some of that humor is really great humor. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and it's, I think it's offered by people that are definitely decent people that are compassionate people, but they just appreciate the funniness of the situation. I, I think it's super <clears throat> important to keep that alive and... I don't, I mean, I've never been very PC myself and I'm sort of opposed to it in, in general, just mm-hmm. on principle. Cause I think I, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. No, of course not. But I don't think everybody's feelings are uh, when you're doing comedy or you're saying something you, is intended to be funny and you don't intend to hurt anyone. The people who are getting hurt by it often seem like they want to, they want to find a, a reason to be upset. Right. They're looking right. for any, you know, anything. They're not to, funny people. Right. They just don't appreciate They don't appreciate it. Yeah. Or, so, yeah. or they just think it's, I mean, the whole, this whole concept of like a microaggression and, and which I understand people can be upset and sensitive and mm-hmm. I'm sensitive, I'm sensitive to lots of stuff. Sure. But I think that, I think it is possible to take it too far and to, oh, yeah. to be annoying with it actually. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, like it's not, unless the intent is to do harm, there's, you shouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I just think like the, the, the old, the old school comics, you know, Don Rickles and some of these guys, I mean, there was, I mean, Don Rickles was a very compassionate, loving guy. And yeah. I don't think there was a, honestly a, a racist bone in his body, but you know, and, and his stuff now isn't, isn't, I don't find it as funny as it used to be. Right. But I think there's funny people out there. I mean, just genuinely, 
funny people. I mean, there's good comedians and then there's funny people. Right. You know. Do you think that Don Rickles and guys and people like him aren't as funny because you've changed or because society has changed the way we're like what we're allowed to find humorous? I just I, I think that, that that whole I think it's people have evolved a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, he, there are still things that make people laugh, you know, and unplanned, awkward situations, you know, the whole like the three stooges to me, you know, <laughs> they they're funny. I mean, God, yeah. they're so funny. And then there's also different types of humor, too, that just just crack me up. You yeah. Know? I mean, just silly stuff that. And right. I love that. And Emmett and I share that appreciation. That's you know? great. We, we, we just, we really like that, you know, and, and that's the kind of stuff that we do together. That's you know? great. That's so good to have that with your kids mm-hmm. and your, and your older kids being are all old, funny it, too. Oh yeah. They all have a great sense of humor. I mean, yeah. Haley, she, Haley's a nut. She's, oh, she's, she's just, we have so much fun. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, just crack ourselves up. I, I love mean, it. I think there's something about Michigan too. There's like a there's like a an appreciation of humor. I think in, so. Maybe the whole Midwest, and maybe maybe I just have a narrow view, but I yeah. feel like Michigan people are so they're down to earth and funny. Yeah. Or, or they just appreciate humor, even if they aren't mm-hmm. crack ups. For sure. But something you said about it being unplanned, I think that's the key to most comedy. It has to be a surprise. Yeah. Like that's when it. That's when the real laugh comes out. Is when you weren't expecting something yeah 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 otherwise you're predicting you know the jokes that don't work are the ones that you already can figure out yeah before they get there but if the punchline goes way off in another direction yeah it's always a treat you know it's it is your brain it's it's very yeah thinks it has it figured out and then gets fooled and that's good humor Mm -hmm. oh um uh can would you mind talking about your back to your work? No, and, not and, at all. And, and also your kids. I'm I'm curious to know what, and you. I don't know how much you've talked to them, but what their experience was of growing up above a funeral home. Oh, at for, the funeral home. Yeah, yeah. for their yeah. whole lives, basically. Yeah, one or another. They, mm-hmm. they, they lived above a couple of different funeral homes and sort of had the. My recollection of it is that they had the run of the place when nobody was. You know, when there wasn't a service or something. Oh, yeah. The, the, the playroom was also the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the no, viewing they, room. We had, um, you know, the kids would, you know, when we moved to Grand Ledge and bought the funeral home there, and even before that, when they were really little and we lived before we moved, and, you know, they'd run around and, you know, they'd play, they'd push little, the little carts around and, you know, play in the elevator and play hide-and-seek in the casket room, you know, uh-huh. and, and all that stuff, and... Gosh, you know, uh, Haley would have little plays down in the chapel and use the curtains, you know, as the thing. And right. she'd put on That's these little stage. productions. So we'd sit down there in the, you know, in the chapel there where the funerals Where the mourners out. sit. Right? Yeah, you know. And um, <clears throat> I think I really liked that. I liked the fact that, you know, I was, everybody was right there. I yeah. Mean, you know, I, I was, it was just... And, you know, they're, they're, all their friends would really be fascinated, you know, you know, take me downstairs and, you know, show me a body and stuff. And they'd go in and look around and, you know, they'd be kind of freaking out yeah. and everything. And, and it was nothing to them. I mean, the kids, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, well, it's whatever, yeah, you know. the embalming room. Yeah. And that's then, amazing. so it's, you know, it was just, you know, it was a, it was a, it was fun growing up like that. I mean, I think they didn't, 
it didn't bother them. I mean, I don't think it, I don't know if it altered their feelings about death or their understanding or acceptance, but. Did you have conversations about that <clears throat> with them like as they were growing up? Did you talk about death in a, in a way that you know, other I families don't, might not? I don't think so. I think they just observed my job and yeah. what I did and that fact that, you know, I was on call 24-7 and, you know, I was a one-man show. So if the phone rang, I, well, okay, I'll see yeah. you guys. I got to go. And Yeah, I remember I think, many holidays <clears throat> where that was the case. Oh, yeah. You would even have to leave Ann Arbor and drive back. Mm -hmm. to, you know, in the middle of the night sometimes or late yep. at night. Yeah, so. it's still it's still kind of like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it's not for me, but for for anybody you know, who's doing it for for people that do it in a small smaller business. Yeah, know? yeah, but, that's a strange thing that a lot of people don't consider to be to being on call. Yeah, it's changed a lot because a lot now more so people are in hospice, so they're dying more at ho at home or in hospice facilities rather than when they used to just die in the hospital and. Have you yeah. noticed a marked difference in the like in the last couple oh, yeah. of decades? Mm -hmm. That's I have, cool. yeah, and I've noticed a lot of difference in in just the overall um, attitudes of as far as funeral, you know, service, you know, services that people people choose. How so? Just well, more um, awareness on the part of the more client? cremation, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, you know, where when I started in the business, you know, forty years ago or whatever, there was maybe. 10%, you know, the families that we served. And that, again, that was in Michigan. Now it's going to, it's always been a little bit different in, you know, coastal coast, areas. Yeah. Cremation's always been a little bit higher, but now, gosh, I mean, I would venture to say that, you know, and even in Michigan, it's 50, 60%. Really? People choose, yeah, some wow. type of cremation. And a large percentage of that is, is immediate cremation with no, you know, formal service like that. So they'll just do something, you know, meet, you know, meet at the bar or do something, <laughs> you know, right. something casual for themselves, which is, you know, it's, it's fine. You know, I mean, I think it, it's hard on the business though for the, well, it, 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 it really is from a, from a, obviously a profitable standpoint, it's, it's changed right. quite a bit. So, you know, it's not what it used to be. Has the price has the price of cremation had to go up in order to cover the? No, the price of everything actually has kind of gone down in some areas just to because it's to stay competitive and to stay you know of interest because you know a lot of the other outlying, the other related services like newspaper obituaries and cemetery and all that stuff has all gone up really high. And as a matter of fact, newspaper obituaries are now becoming a thing of the past. Yeah, that's interesting. And newspapers themselves are starting to become a thing of the past too. Right. But so but where, the do, obituaries, where do obits go now? Online, Facebook, newspapers? man. I just oh, you know really? they go on. Yeah, they. I mean, it's the social media is. The but that's no, an issue. Like that's become an issue because people will announce someone's death and before all anybody these people, knows, right? Sometimes yeah. immediate family members it's, learn through Facebook. Oh yeah, that's yeah. got to be brutal. Like, yeah, it's a horrible. It's a definite thing to it, pop open your thing, thinking you're gonna, you know, yeah, scan through some little light stories or whatever. Right. Oh, my yeah. husband oh, wow. died or whatever. Yeah, know, like yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it it's not, it's not in, you know, how people are the, some people just can't wait to be the first to, to share stuff. Yeah. And Especially like celebrity deaths. People yeah. love to like be the, 
put up an old photo of, you know, mm-hmm. like I knew first, I knew about yeah, this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I got the scoop right. on this one. That's, but, a, that's uh, a strange uh, it, it is. human and it's, it's need. A strange, it is. It's having that information and having that, you know. The being, del- the, being the delivery system for people. That's yeah. a weird thing to want to, like, a, yeah. how does that score you points? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> know. I don't know, but, uh, you know, I... I mean, I still am involved there. I still help, you know, in various aspects, but I don't have the day-to-day, you know, responsibilities, which yeah. is fine by me. Yeah, you're really happy about that. I did that. it a long time. So. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. How do you feel about um, the tree tree burials, the one where you're sort of in a burlap sack and the well, I think, tree, you know, tree grows out of your... Yeah, the the, the green burials yeah. or the yeah. I mean, I think it's awesome. I think any anybody should be able to have. I think having more options available for folks, and I think the more you can personalize the experience, that's what you want. I mean, mm. I know at our funeral home we offer a lot of other personalizing things that will you know we make them available to people if they don't have any kind of a service, but yet they want something, you yeah. know, like we have little blankets and all kinds of different things with, you know, people's likenesses on them and yeah, candles, cool. all kinds of stuff like that. But yeah, as far as the interment, as far as the the actual disposition of the body, I think it, it really makes no difference when we're done with our bodies, what we really do with them. I think it's, you know, if you want to do that, that's great. You know? Um, yeah. Well, some people say would say <clears throat> it does make a difference, like burying in the ground and embalming. Yeah. E- ecologically is sort of, it's, yeah, it's, it, it has become, and it's amazing because, you know, when I was first doing it, you know, it was about the longevity and protection of the body itself. Right that was a big issue, you know, and I think all this goes back to Egyptian times and when, you know, the embalmers were like, they were the treated like royalty and right. embalmers were the coolest thing you could be back in those days. Isn't you that know? weird to think about? Yeah. And it's like, now it's like, well, it's almost becoming a lost art because a lot of people aren't even in embalming still is, is used. I mean, it really didn't come back until the civil war time. That, that was when modern day embalming, made its 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 re-entry into the whole process because really? yeah, there's so many people there's so dying. many people dying that they needed to somehow do the identification so they you know that's when they started to do that embalming to preserve the preserve the body so that the people could come you know see them and have some kind of burial so what were they doing prior to that just a pine box they were just the yeah they were just yeah you weren't having any yeah there was never <laughs> any embalming per se and then that evolved into, you know, the, the home funerals where the funeral parlor, okay, like back in the early days and the maybe, you know, 20s, 30s in those days and before, you, you, you lived in your house, you, you, you courted in your house, you, you were born in your house, you died in your house. <laughs> right, and you got your married fun- there. Your, yeah, everything was done at home. Yeah. Your funeral was done there. Right. So, you know, a lot of the it, during those days, they would bring all the stuff to the house and they would embalm you right literally in your bed. They had like a rubber sheet and like a little process wow. that they would do that process. And they would bring the casket out and put you in, set you up in your parlor. Right. And then they would have, you know, your like wake, wake. Yeah. And that sort of thing. And then, uh, yeah. That's so really it's, 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 it's evolved from there. And then it then that came out 
and then you know you started to court people at the movies or wherever else and then you were born in the hospital and then you died in the hospital and then you went to right. the funeral home <laughs> and that's where the word you know funeral home or funeral parlor comes from from just being in your house right so it's kind of interesting but uh but yeah that's all different now yeah yeah and it will probably but people are dying change. more in their home where it used to be you know, 30, 40 years ago, you died in the hospital. Always in the hospital, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'd still die at home once in a while, but typically, you know, we, yeah. we wouldn't go to the house that much. Now we're getting calls to go to the house all the time because hospice comes in and, and people want to die at home. And I think it's it's a better environment anyway. Yeah. It's Sometimes it's not as easy right. to deal with for us, but it's a better Better situation. for the person who's it's, leaving. It's, yeah, I mean, you're in your home and you're with your family and it's like, okay, how do you feel about assisted suicide? I think it's an, a very, very, and I've, I've changed my feeling about this over the years. Um, obviously, suicide's always been kind of a, um, a emotional thing with, with Greg. Yeah. Um, for, those, for the listeners, that's your brother, my uncle. Yeah, yeah. He, he died back in 1979 and, and, uh, of suicide, and... Gosh, there's just so much of it now, and it's just tragic. It's, yeah. it's so tragic that I think, you know, for a long time when, when Kevorky, Dr. Kevorkian was doing his thing, I thought, well, this is kind of a slippery slope because, you know, you start doing this, and then who's to decide whose life is worth living and not living, you know? And who's going to be the one that's going to say, okay, well, yeah, okay, he's okay. You can go ahead and... You mean in the case of someone who couldn't speak for themselves? Yeah, speak for themselves or or just, um, you know, just something to, to be able to assist. How much assistance, you know what I mean? Where do, where do you draw the line on the, on the assistance part, you know? I, I mean, my personal I mean, take on it is just that if the person... No, is in their right mind and knows they don't want to live anymore. Right. Then there should be a, a legal and safe way for them. And I and I think to, there 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 could be and there there is. There is I just, now. Fine. I just don't. I just don't think it needs to be um, encouraged. Yeah. Any more than it already is, because I'm afraid that life itself has become kind of disposable in a lot of cases, and I don't. Yeah, I think life's more important than than just a simple. Yeah, okay, I'm I'm done. Yeah, but then again, it is that simple in some cases. I mean, you can feel that way. Like, all right, I'm I'm I've done enough. I'm I'll see you. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's so subjective that it's really hard to say. It is hard to but, say. But I do think it should be up to that individual. Oh, I definitely do. I just hate to get the government involved. That's definitely, it, that's the only thing that I mean. If it's a yeah, I mean, if you, if there's a kid available and you wanted to get one, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I mean, I'm not gonna begrudge somebody if they if they really want to do it. Yeah, you know. But it's like, it's just again, I, it, the the slope is kind of slippery. Yeah, I get that. And the end, you have a personal, yeah, sort of yeah. I mean, I know the 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 emotional, you know, it it was a a real kind of a crazy emotional experience for all of us, yeah. And because you have many different emotions that are tied with a, a death from suicide than you do from a natural death or an accidental death, right? And and it takes a lot longer, I think, to to resolve. You know, for sure yourself. I think it, yeah so well, that's another 
when your family isn't talking about it too that's yeah and i think that's a huge part because like you know i mean obviously as a parent you know and you lose a child like that it's yeah it's it's a very the worst thing ever it's very tragic and i it, it saddens me to see so many young people nowadays i mean the in 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 girls women i mean it didn't used to be you know, it was mostly men that did it. Now yeah. a lot more women are doing it. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad situation. Yeah. But, but I, I guess I, I get it. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't cause I, I could be in that situation too, but. Yeah. Well, it's especially sad when it's someone young who d- does, you know, it's for reasons that yeah. from the outside don't seem Oh, big it's always to, yeah to get you there. But, and I mean, but, I've had good friends of mine that have you know I thought had the world by the ass. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, they had it all, and and from what appeared, what one would generally observe. Yeah, you know, you know they. Well, and, that's the thing. That's, like we don't you, actually know. You don't know. And uh, so, but it, but I mean, ideally, there would always be somebody close enough to that person to know what's actually going on. To, to try to intervene. But even then, you don't, like some people don't want they intervention. Don't, they, don't, they don't want it. It's so uncomfortable for them that they just don't want to put themselves in that uncomfortable place. Yeah. But yet it's very, very crucial that we do. And I'm glad that there is a lot more awareness and education um, coming out on social media in different places right. where people do have some resources and a place to go or someone to talk to or at least, a, a you know, an option to at least think about it for a minute or yeah. have another idea. That is one of the good things about social media and the way that like when you learn about, you know, thousands of other cases similar to yours, then yeah. you realize it wasn't just your family or just yeah. this one thing. It, it's like, it's a problem. Oh, it's, it's an epidemic. Yeah, it's, you know? it is. And there's a lot, it's a very, there's a lot to it, but that's another thing why I just, when you start getting legalized and you start, offering it as an option then I, I just don't i hate to see it offered as an option i understand that because it just it sends a message like it's an option and it but the thing is it is always an option oh, it's always been an and, option and it always might, will be but the fact that you could actually go to jail for attempting it is always seemed a oh, bit odd to me well that yeah. it is illegal to take yeah. your own life which yeah seems mm. strange go to jail for not paying, paying child support. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, yeah. not that that has anything to do with it, but I'm just saying it's You just, can go to jail for lots of things. For a lot of crazy, wacky stuff. But I feel like know. to have it legal for those who don't see any other option. Oh, I, I think that it's, yeah, it, there shouldn't, I don't see any point in, in, in the law getting involved. I, I think that it just, you know, it is, it's a, it's a personal choice. Yeah. But it's, you know, one that obviously I hate to see encouraged. Of course. I mean, I guess I look at it like abortion. It's a personal choice, but I, I'm not one to encourage it. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel that's, I mean, it's kind of the next step when you think about it, because it's they're very similar in some respects. Yeah. Well, yeah. They are and they're not. I mean, you're dealing with, that's, that's a whole nother option. That's a whole nother situation, but I'm just saying that it's, it's all how you, how you look at it. Yeah, I you understand know. that. Yeah, there's a correlation there. I, mm-hmm. to me, I mean, we shouldn't even start with abortion. I won't. We're, we're, I won't go down that road. I'm happy to talk about it, but it's <clears throat> we're we're both men. We don't ever we don't know, know what it's. No, you're right. You know, you're right. Um, but uh, 
And so one more question that's death related, and then we can get off of that. But okay. I, and this might be a super obvious question that you've been asked a million times, but sure. how, w when did you know and how did you know that you wanted to be an undertaker? Oh, well, well, um, you know, Nanny, she, I mean, she always, when we, growing up at home, we'd drive by the funeral home and she'd say, you know, that's a, there, that would be a, a, a profession that, you know, would be a, a pretty good profession to be in, you know, so you, you know, all the obvious things, you know, you never run out of business, you're yeah. helping people, you're doing different things and this and that. And, you know, I was like 14, 13 when, you know, when I first, I started cutting the grass at a fun at the funeral home there, like at 14, I wasn't even, you know, barely in high school. Okay. And <clears throat> I just, I, I always thought about the medical field, but I knew that I wasn't that disciplined of a student yeah i think i had the brains enough but i just the idea of I did, I med school wanna, is pretty yeah i didn't that didn't seem appealing to me but then i thought yeah this i could probably do that i mean i and i started exposing myself to the business and in learning more about it and then when i was 16 i my first job was at the funeral home they sent me down with another guy to the wayne county morgue in Detroit, uh -huh. uh, it was like on a Sunday morning, and I think the night before there had been like eighteen eighteen homicides. But the, I went into this this building, and this was quite a few years ago. And I mean, it was like it was I've never seen anything like it. It was just this huge with tables, just with with bodies everywhere. I mean, they were all over the place in different stages of autopsy condition. Wow! And the smell was just terrible. I mean, it was like oh god, you know. But I. You know, I mean, I, I did it. We picked this guy up. It was a, a younger guy. I think he had it was a drug overdose or something, and you could see where they did the autopsy. I mean, it was the first time that I'd ever seen anything like that. Was it the first dead body you had seen, or, or? yeah, I mean, not you know in a casket type funeral right. thing, right? Yeah, you know, and it was like, oh, you know, I mean, it. I remember that. I mean, uh, that really made an impression on me. But, but I did it. You know, and I thought, okay, all right. I did, guess. did you feel like you were having to fight <clears throat> fight back, you know, feelings about it? Or was it just kind of like, this is what we were sent to do and we got to do it? It was freaky, but it, yeah, it was, but I was able to like, just kind of, yeah, compartmentalize whatever those feelings were into, into this is, this is what the job is, uh -huh. you know? And I mean, I figured this could be one of the worst parts of it and it really was it yeah. was one of the worst i mean i since then and obviously seen a lot worse situations but that was a pretty good test for me <laughs> yeah, at a... that age so i got through that and i thought okay i guess i can handle that part of you it. you remember thinking that like this is something mm -hmm. i could actually yeah yeah and <clears throat> you know and after that i mean working with families and i think you know i've had many elbows in the ribs as far as like wake up calls, you know, where I really appreciated life, you know, I mean, I think it made me appreciate life more than anything else. Just, you know, especially when we would have like younger people that were like my kid's age. Yeah. You know, and that I would, seems like it would be so hard that I mean, yeah, I can remember going home and, and bawling on a couple of occasions, sure. just, just out of sheer gratitude that my children were alive with me. Yeah. And that you know, these poor people yeah. didn't have that. And, 
you know, just, you know, so yeah, there were many, many wake up calls that I received or that I felt, you know, Mm -hmm. within over the years working, you know, that job. Wow. So, but that, that was kind of how I got into it. And then realized that, you know, I wanted to own my own business. You know, I, I never really did well working for other people. I, I wanted my own business and, you know, I wanted a business that I could kind of be at home with my family and not have to travel or like Roop did, you know, he was gone all the time. All the time. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't want to do that. So, I mean, I think there are a lot of influences that led me to that point, but, but I have no regrets. I mean, I'm grateful that I did it. I'm glad I got in when I did, and I'm glad I got out when I did. That's great. Yeah. So it's kind of that type of thing, but if I were to choose a, a profession today, I, it probably wouldn't be that. Really? Yeah. You I can... would not, not with the way today is with the way the business is and just the different things about it. Yeah. No. Well, no. if you started at 16, <clears throat> yeah. Did, did you have any other jobs outside of that realm or was that the main thing? That was you... pretty much it. I mean, I, I remember for my career study at school, it was that and being a disc jockey, you know, I was gonna, like a radio guy or something, you know, nice. I, I didn't, you know, those were the, those only, are the two. only two. So something like in, in the entertainment industry or, right. or in that, you know, so it was, I wasn't sure, you know, that and, was kind of what I wanted to do. Is, yeah. And now you still, now you do karaoke to keep Yeah, up, you keep know, I'm alive. the singing undertaker now. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> What, so what would you do today if you had to start? I mean, honestly, I would probably do the adult foster care thing. I really, would, I would I would open up a nice a nice little, you know, maybe 10, 12 bed adult foster care, and That's um, you know, just live there or live close by and have a nice little family business and hire some good people and pay them well and 
you know, and I've got some good friends back, you know, in, in, in Lansing that, that, that have a wonderful place and they're just great people. And that's cool. You know, and they, they, they love the people they take care of their families It's you know, they have, they do a lot of really cool things with them. And it's just, to me, that would be a great business. And, and, you know, it's, it, you'd make a wonderful living. Yeah. And yeah, that's probably what I would, would choose if I was going to be doing something today. That's cool. Yeah. Does it? Do you feel a strong urge to do to be in some kind of service to other people? Like, is that part, right now? Part of, and just in general, is that part of your motivation? Motivation yeah. to like help others because because that's not something. Well, like, I think that everybody needs to have. I think everybody needs to do something because I think everybody has been blessed with a talent or a gift that they can use to help others. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. It could be anything, Mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, yeah. I mean, for me right now, um, I like to go to senior citizen places and sing. You know, I do my little one man Sinatra show and I go to, you know, memory care places and different, you know, and there might be 20, 30 people there, but I'll always have like three or four just grooving and totally with, into it because i do all the old standards you know all the songs that they that they know and yeah. love and group you know appreciate and from their youth and from yeah their, from their, their early years and dating you know their right. husband, wives and stuff and it just brings back and i just to see them smile and to, I, I get into it to me that's just a, that's a ball i'll do that all the all day i'll, I'll that's love awesome. doing that that's really cool. It but must, that's my little service thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's super valuable to those people who don't, yeah. you know, don't get to, they don't get to go anywhere, basically. And they're not entertained by most of what their day is about. So yeah. that's got to be like a really special treat. To yeah, it is. It's, it just feels good. And, you know, Jamie will go with me, you know, she'll do her little facials, her little Mary Kay thing. And she'll uh-huh. rub their hands with lotion and do little, you know, stuff. And that's I'll another singing. huge Yeah, I mean, it's, the we do it together and. It's just, it's just fun. You can't I, beat it. That I, sounds I like great. it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's, everybody's got a little something that they can share. I'm sure. For sure. And, but not everyone <clears throat> has the desire to, or even knows that like mm-hmm. how, how important it is. Yeah. They get caught up in other stuff and I'm, I'm lucky that I have the, you know, uh, that I can do it, that I'm in the position where I've got the time and, you know, I, I'm retired or semi. So yeah, you know, it's either doing stuff like that or you know, help hanging out with Emmett and doing stuff with him. And yeah. So it's yeah. so crazy to think that you have a kid who's actually a kid still. Yeah. Like, yeah he'll be nine and in May. Amazing. And you're late fifties. You're, you're I'm 63. Oh, so, okay. So that's, so he was, yeah. you were 50, uh, 55, 54. Five. Yeah. When he came along. Yeah. Was that a crazy adjustment to make or were you, you know, you ready for it? honestly, I mean, just the whole experience with him and the fact that he was came early, you know, and he was a preemie and he's got the health, some of the health issues and situation that he yep. has. And, you know, that's that's probably the most stressful part for me is when he does have some health with his asthma and the Tourette's and stuff. Yeah. You know, when that kind of becomes an issue for him, then it, it stresses me out a lot. For and sure. I'm not sure if it would stress me out as much if I were 30 years younger, maybe not, I don't know. But I think now I'm more focused on him and, and I'm glad because I don't have those other distractions so I can really be with him. When I'm with him, I'm, I'm with him. I'm yeah. not 
thinking about work or how I'm going to do this or that. I just like to focus, you know, we, we get a lot of good time together. That's awesome. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think there's actually a lot to be said for doing it later. It, it's great. It's, 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 it's a wonderful thing for me. I mean, it really is. It's keeping me honestly, and it does keep you younger. I yeah, mean, you at least thinking younger. I don't know. Physically, I think it keeps you moving too. Yeah. Yeah, I must. You know. Yeah, it just keeps you know you want to stick around and be there to to see every everything every step yeah, of the way for sure. And to be retired or semi-retired and be able to do that is such a yeah. great. It's such a gift to him to have it, his dad a, around. It's a wonderful gift for both of us, and and yeah, I'm very very grateful for that. That's very cool. Yeah. How is it okay to talk about what it was like when he first came along with your other, and we don't need to name names unless they're okay with it, but, mm-hmm. but with the other kids. Yeah. Cause you have three other kids who are all, you know, 20 that's to a, 30 years older than him. Right. That's a really interesting, interesting thing because I've thought a lot about that lately and I've talked about it with Jamie and, and, and Terry and I talked about it too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, I think it was, I think it may have been hard for them. Yeah. I mean, initially, and I think it's obviously gotten easier and I think they've grown to love and accept him, but you know, I think it was hard with the, and I think a lot of it was to do with, you know, the age difference with his mom and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And, you know, the whole circumstances, but I think they all understand at this point and you know forgive whatever yeah that was involved those emotions now i think they they appreciate you know i mean i've i don't know it's just that was the place i was in that time of my life and that's what i wanted and yeah you know i mean i was in love with his mom and you know she wanted to have a baby and i thought well shit i don't know you know (laughs) i had no plans for that yeah you know, and we went through the whole IVF like five times. And the fifth time it was had this one little embryo that didn't even look good. I mean, the fact that he's even here is a miracle. Wow. And the fact that, you know, I mean, she had lost two babies before that. So, I mean, it was, there was so much to it that, yeah, I had invested a lot. And it was, yeah, it wasn't just a... you know, it was a big deal. Yeah. And it still is. And I think that they, you know, and I'd never lost a child before i mean and i'd never dealt with that i mean i dealt with that in my work with families right and it was very devastating difficult but i'd never had that experience and so yeah i think that i think that we're given these experiences for a reason yeah you know i think you know for whatever that is i think they come along and you know but he's here and you know he's doing great and he's you know He's, he's something. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen him in a long time. It's, oh, I, yeah. I wish I knew him better. He's Yeah, you'll get a kick out of him. He's he's like a clone, man. The kid's just... It's <laughs> he's so, like, like you. It's so bizarre. You know? awesome. He's starting to get a little... He's putting on some weight, and I had a little chubby face <laughs> for a while, too, so he's starting to enter into that. So well, He wants to be just know. like Dad. Yeah, but I know that the kids, like Will and Haley both, they get a kick out of him. And, yeah. You know, I think, you know, and Phil, it's... Not as close, but I think you know. I think someday, maybe, who knows? But he's also been physically distant. Yeah, he's for a he's long been time. he's gone, so it's hard, you know. But now he's got a, a little one coming along, so that's that's really exciting. Yeah, and I mean, I can't tell you how excited I am for just for that for him to experience 
and for any of you guys to experience, you know, having yeah. a kid, it's 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 pretty awesome. It's 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 definitely a life changing thing. Indeed, yeah, it couldn't not be. I, mean, I don't know how. Yeah, you could and not you think be. about your friends and people that have, don't have. I mean, I've got two of my best friends growing up. You know, never had family. You know, children, and you know now they're at a stage of their life where you know. I mean, and I'm sure they're fine. They're happy. I mean, you you know, but. God, what a what a treasure, you know. I mean, yeah, it's not for everybody. No, I, I, it's and, not. And I'm glad, and it shouldn't. I'm glad be. not everyone has kids. Oh my God, no, no. And, but and it's I, just you know, for those that really you know get it, can appreciate the joy, and yeah. But then again, there's a lot of heartache and there's a lot of stress. Yeah, and it can be very painful too. Well, that's that's the part of it that I have a hard time. When you were talking earlier about like always having a sense of humor and seeing mm-hmm. seeing the you know, what's funny about stuff, even when it's not. Yeah. I'm able to do that on some level, but when it comes to my kid, there's like a wall, there's like some thing where I'm just like, that's, there's nothing funny about that. You know, there's no Mm. way to make this seem okay when she's suffering. Right. Right. So it's hard for me even to help her get out of it. Oh no, it's, it's really hard now. I mean, I've, you know, we, with Emmett right now, I mean, you know, he's, he's deals with the Tourette's thing sometimes. And now he's, you know, he's 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 kind of evolved into the the coprolalia, the expedited the verbal exped, verbal the, the verbal ticks. ticks. Yeah. But you know, he's been dropping some f bombs. Oh wow. You know, and I mean, at first, it's like it was really stress. I mean, it was it bummed me out because. Yeah. But honest to God, then I. <laughs> I found myself just like I start. I was in bed and I was like this close to being in tears, and then all of a sudden I just started laughing. I started literally cracking up. Related to the to the fact yeah, that he's, just the yeah. fact that when you think about it, it's like you know, here's this kid dropping f bombs in a Catholic school in the middle of mass and stuff. You know, oh, it's man. like was he getting in trouble or being? Well, he he hasn't have done it, but he's been able to. Oh yeah, no, they all know about the potential, but yeah. it's. But he's been able lately. He hasn't been, and you know how it kind of does this. It ebbs and flows. You just don't know when it's yeah, it's stress or whatever. But I think that when honestly, when things get to the point where they're just so can be so potentially sad and tragic that you just have to you have to like look at the just laugh, kind of laugh. I mean, it's not it's not really a laugh laugh, but it's like. Oh my God! You yeah, know? you just have to recognize recognize the ridiculousness of the universe sometimes. Well, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and there's not a fucking thing you can do about it.
but I'm way more yeah I'm a lot more focused on on a lot of that stuff though and I don't lose my shit like I used to yeah I'm a lot cooler a lot more laid back did you used to fly off the handle and yeah because I think that there were other frustrations at work yeah too you know with our marriage and with a lot of other things and you know stress with work and this and that and being younger you know you just aren't as mature you're not yeah your emotions and your temper a lot of those things you just don't you just don't, you can't control them. You don't them. handle them well. You don't handle them well and manage them as well as you learn to do as you get older because you realize the priori- your priorities come into line. You know, you see things a lot clearer like, oh, I don't, you know, that's not worth getting excited about. Right. Or, well, and for me, shame, shame was a good teacher because oh. if I did something that I, in front of my daughter that I regretted, I would feel it you know, kind of endlessly. I was yeah. just like, well, I mean, I was, that again we were again. all raised on that. I mean, ask your mom, she'll tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, like, my, <laughs> I mean, the self induced shame. Like oh, where, yeah. Where, where I make a mistake or you lose feel, my temper yeah. or something. Oh, and, you feel like see, shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the worst. Sure. Oh, no, it is. You so you teach yourself quickly, like, oh, yeah, I don't do want to feel like this yeah. anymore. Well, and you just never want to let your kid no. see that and, you know, yeah. think of you in that way. And I can remember even. When he was littler, younger, I probably was more, you know, stressed out yeah. than I am now. Yeah, you know, now, sure. talk to me in a few years when he's 13 and 14. I mean, that may change. It might come back around. Yeah, it may come work its way back <laughs> right. too. But for now, it's yeah. I'm able to keep my cool pretty well. And I'm, That's you good. Know, I'm sure my, yeah. Were so. you, what, what was the discipline like? When you were growing up, like what were what was a uh, bad what was a bad example of well getting I in mean, trouble? I mean, I never really got in a lot of trouble. I got away with, got everything. Away with everything. Greg was the one that was always getting in trouble because he always got. caught. He would get caught. Is that oh, the difference? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. I was could, there a personality thing too, where you were, you I think were just being, being the youngest, favored as the okay. the youngest? You get away with tons of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you you by that point you're like, ah, oh, what? Well, you know, just don't you know. But if, like, if you and Greg had both done the same thing, would you not get in trouble and he would? Or, or was it? No, he would just get, just that he, he would get caught. Okay. I mean, he just, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time way more often than I was. Okay. But, you know, I mean, and he did, I mean, obviously being the first, you know, and. The first boy. The first boy. And I think, you know, there were there were a lot of very deep issues there with our with, you know, my folks, with your grandparents. I mean, you know, I think that there were a lot of frustrations going on there that, you know, were projected onto the kids. Yeah. And a lot of history and different things that, you know, yeah, it was never I mean, they never had therapy they never learned about that stuff i mean i did when i was in my 40s but by that point you know it was kind of but it was helpful just to have just to have the self-awareness enough to to investigate that stuff is such a huge difference it's really huge and it needs to be something that's not just a one-time deal but it's a yeah you got to do it here and there and i you know i'm probably getting to that point where i'm ready for another little, yeah, another a little shot get another shot of <laughs> it go to the shrink get, yeah get a little perspective on this whole I thing i think it's wise i yeah. recommend it for everybody there's no yeah. shame in it it's a it's oh, no. really helpful and it's no important yeah know? we oh, it is especially because we can't really get everywhere we need to with our own brain you know we already have 
blind spots and you, know, oh, yeah. you need and somebody been, else to yeah, come in. Those blind stuff. spots are there for a reason. I'm sure a lot of it is purely just, you know, survival. Yeah. And, and, uh, but now it's, yeah, I think people, they're learning a lot more and, you know, I'm sure the things that I did as a parent weren't, I think my kids learned, kids can learn a lot from bad examples too. That's true. Yeah. You know, so as long as my, I'm sure my kids learned, you know, both, both ways yeah. with me. Well, there's you know, the, things that work and things that I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never do that. Right. You know, which is fine. It helped. Yeah. I remember examples of each from, from mm-hmm. both parents, mm-hmm. you know, like that's yeah. something I'm not, I can't relate to and don't want. And, yeah. And I'm not going to, I'm grateful that I was self assured enough that I didn't think I had to do yeah. what somebody else was doing. Cause that was never a problem for me. I was no, like, but you I'm knew, just, you knew what you weren't going to do. I'm not doing kinda, that. Yeah. I'll never, I won't do that. Right. You know, and, and you don't, you know, and you, you learn it's an evolutionary thing. And, but there's also, have you heard like talk about how some of it is actually genetically passed on? Like there's like a cellular trauma oh. that comes with generation to generation. You know? I, yeah. Like yeah. you, you can carry the weight of, of traumas that you've personally never experienced mm-hmm. just through the, through the link to the person who did. Yeah. And so that, cause stuff like that freaks me out when I find myself saying something as a parent that I would, that I don't actually believe and never would, would have said to myself, like I wouldn't yeah. want somebody to say that to a kid. Yeah. And I, thankfully I catch it. I always catch it. I'm like, Oh yeah, wait, but it's in there. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Where the hell did it got wired in deep. Wow. And, and I don't, you know, it's bizarre to me that you have to sort of unlearn a bunch of stuff that you didn't even know you had picked up mm-hmm. and then overwrite it with the proper yeah. program. Yeah. Uh, and it is a constant, you know, it's a constant process. Just like, I oh, mean, yeah. you start to learn the, you learn how to not do certain things and then you can kind of leave them in the past, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And you see what works and what doesn't. And, and also it's about learning the, the personality of your own child. Yeah, because they might not respond to the same things that you do. Well, yeah, and they're so insightful, and they're so they're oh god, they just know so much, and they're so wise in so many ways. And and you know, I know you you experience that every moment with your child, and I do the same with 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 mine. And it's just well, part of that is knowing as a kid having felt that you were that way. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, Cause when I was a kid, I was insightful and I, yeah. didn't, I didn't always get credit for it from the adults in the room, mm-hmm. but I knew I knew what was going on. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I never ever assumed that my kid wouldn't. I just, I always knew that she would. I was like, you got to give kids credit. Yeah, for, you, you know, They're well, yeah. And don't put anything past them and yeah. don't realize, you know, don't be saying stuff unless you're re- you better just be careful what you're thinking and saying. Right. Because it's it, they know it has an impact. It sure does. I mean, that was the main thing. Like in reference to your to the fact that you can learn from the bad examples too. Mm-hmm. Every single one of those things that was painful to me as a kid came along for the ride. My entire, I mean, my identity was sort of shaped around a lot of those hurts. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. And then it it spent a long time of sort of de- detaching that personality from the current person. Mm-hmm. And saying I don't. So that don't you're to... free to actually explore things in a whole different way and see them in a different way. Yeah, and, and it's just, a wonderful thing. It's it's a big deal when you can do it. It's mm-hmm. it's difficult for me. I have some very deep. Well, I think it is. I brain. think it's for everybody. But you get glimpses, and as long as you get a glimpse, you know it's there, and then you can 
continue to do what you need to do to to really get a clear clear look at it or ability to feel it right yeah you know and share it with your kid too which is which is really awesome i mean i've had some moments with with all my kids which have just been just they're just hard to describe yeah. i mean they're just just amazing how just you know it's just almost like wow you know <laughs> And it's just, it's cool. It's yeah. just so cool. And, and Well, you were very present with all of them. I mean, that, that's something that I always remembered. I, I, I looked to you as a role model as it, when I was watching you raise your kids. Can you know, I tried to be in my own way. I mean, I think that, you know, I, I always try, reality in me, I always kept a little bit of a layer between myself and reality. Yeah. But, but with the kids, I mean, I always tried to, you know, I was right there. I, I tried to be at least, you know, at some in some capacity or another. Again, it was, you know, I just, I guess the main thing is, like, you know, and people say, well, what do you want? What do you want to be remembered for? You know, when you're gone, when your kids think about you, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, I just want when they, when my kids, I want my kids when they think about me just to smile. That's nice. That's all I want. They don't have to do anything else. Just when they have memories of me, just who I was. Yeah. Just, just smile about it. You know, have a good feeling. Have those. Yeah. Whatever it is, like you know. I think they will. I some mean, no. stupid thing that we did in the store, you know, or whatever. Just goofy, silly stuff. But. Well, and you took them to concerts, and you'd like, oh. you like you were very involved as as a dad. Yeah, because I mean, I I just knew how cool it was and how how good it made me feel, and I just saw the joy that it gave them, and and share you know with music and just the different things that yeah that are gifts that I I thought they would appreciate and 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 do to this day definitely. just living in the present it's just really being in the moment and that's the most probably the most precious gift you can give your kid is is being in the moment don't freak about prepare what you can for the future but you can't control it there's nothing we can do about the future yeah and it freaks me out and i think about it but then again i don't again that's when i start to laugh a little bit okay but do you like when you get freaked out about stuff in general do you feel like you have to check out from that feeling you have to like i must stop thinking about this because it's too much of a bummer or is it like i just can't do anything about it so what's the point that's that's more of it you know i mean i process as much as i'm able to and then i you do get to that moment where you do realize that there's nothing i can do about it and worrying is just wasting today's moment yeah 
for something you can't control anyway. Right. And I mean, you know, your mom and I talk about that all the time. Yeah. Well, I was raised in a, in a very worried <laughs> household. Jeez. So I, I know. So I took a lot of that on and it started, and my brother too. It's like, it's kind of our way. It, it's like, it is. And it sucks. Like it's it not, does suck. It's not something I want or want to pass on at all. It's not. But it's, but it's really it, hard to, to step away from when it's what your training is, you know? It is. It is. It is, I don't, but but that's where you got to be in the present and keep yourself really, really engaged with what you can do right now yeah. in this moment, or at least in the near future. Right. And I stay in that. I stay right in that. The long term stuff down the road, what it's going to be like, whatever. I just let the you know the powers that be kind of and do what I can, but yeah. Well, I'm glad I you just, said that. It's going to be good for me to listen back to this and you're and going be to be good. At, you'll and, be able to do it. You'll you'll you, you'll find as you get older, you will you will do better. You'll, uh, you'll worry you'll worry less. I hope so. You'll I, worry less and you'll live more in the moment. I think it's more as my daughter gets older, I'll worry less. Like as well, she, as in she that too. gets past these things that I foresee as you know difficult yeah. hurdles. But see, as I for me right now at my age with having him that age, you know, young, it's, yeah. yeah, I just, I can't, I don't, I can't do it. I don't yeah. have, I, I physically and emotionally don't have that energy. I mean, I'm 63. <clears throat> I'm not going to use my energy and destroy what happiness I have with him worrying about what, what could happen down the road. Yeah. Cause it, it just doesn't make any sense, even yeah. though it doesn't matter. It doesn't stop. Yeah, I it, I know that the my, fact that it doesn't make sense doesn't mean anything. Exactly. But but still, it's a good reminder. As that, you get older, though, you do you you do get it better. You yeah. do realize it. So I do feel that you do begin to able to let go of it and just let it kind of okay. That's gonna that's gonna be in the future. I'll just let it go back there and yeah, I'll deal with what I can right now to give that foundation and that love and that whatever you can do now to help down the road yeah it's a much better model i mean i i wish that it were natural for me it, 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 is, it it'll it is. it'll become it, it it's 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 doable and you'll do it you'll thanks, do it. thanks for the vote of confidence no i believe it i do believe it <laughs> yeah well i do I, no, I definitely notice changes in my in how i approach things and i mm -hmm. certainly don't give a shit about a lot of like the, the material stuff has completely oh. left the uh, it's left the planet for oh me. yeah me okay. too me too. I do not care. Um, I'm less is more. Less yeah. is more in so many ways. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Really, for me, it just comes <clears throat> down to my kid because I because I noticed basically. Well, the way in which she came into the world was extremely stressful. Mm -hmm. It was a scary first, mm -hmm. you know, stretch. So yep, that, that makes a that big difference. Flavored the you know a lot of the coming years. Yep. Um, but I noticed it basically overnight, like how I went from a person who didn't really worry about stuff because I felt like I could handle whatever came along to a person who suddenly worried about everything. Right. Because there's this little you've got, helpless baby. Yep. Yep. So it is completely tied to her for me. Yeah. Because um, I don't really have great concerns about my own well-being. Well, see, and now that's a very interesting thing because we both are in that boat right now because I'm trying to... And I think that's where Jamie's helping me in a lot of ways, because I think we owe it to our kids to start being maybe as they get older and more self-sufficient to really try to be more 
building up something for ourselves Mm -hmm. because they want us to. Yeah. Our kids want us to do that. And we want to show our kids that it's good and healthy to do that for yourself. For sure. Because you don't want to put, you know, you don't want to have another generation of, you know what I mean? I mean, you want, you want to be able to teach that a little bit. So it's an exercise that you both can work on at the same time. And that's kind of cool because, you know, you're doing it together and it's a lot more meaningful because it, it shows that connection. Well, and, I don't. And, I don't have much of a hard time with doing right by myself like that. I, no, that's no. Something yeah. I've always. I've always. I'm like. I'm going to pursue these things that are important to me, mm-hmm. and I definitely want my kid to see that that's what's out there for her. Like, right. Because I don't Good. like the idea of sacrifice for the sake of sacrifice. You know, like. Well, for sure, you should. Then you'll end up like, well, oh, you know, you don't have any idea what I did for you. For yeah, kid. you don't want to be a martyr don't... to your yeah. own kids. No. And a lot of people are. And, oh, and it just the that's resentment. That's how we grew up. Yeah. That's you, how a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. You could feel the resentment coming from your parents. Like, I didn't get to do yeah. that. You know, you'd hear this stuff all the time. Like, when I was your age, that makes you feel bad. You're like, well, well, sure it does. It's well, like, well, tough shit. Well, I mean, yeah. I didn't. It's tell, not my fault. I didn't make you do that. Yeah. Get on those roads. Yeah. But that, I mean, that is one thing that my, my gen, the Generation X is sort of, at least in my view, we we broke the we were the ones who were like fuck that we're not mm-hmm. taking we're not going to do what our parents did just because because that's what you're supposed like we just right. threw tradition out the window mm-hmm. and I, I we can't like I can't take credit for my generation or you know I can take credit for my own choices mm-hmm. which n- not all of them were good but they were all motivated by this insane drive to not do what somebody else told me to do like that. It was just yeah. from the tiniest from age two. I oh, no, I remember I, I, it. Yeah. Being yeah. like, no, you're not. And it wasn't rebellion. It was just like, I, I don't acknowledge you as an authority in my life. Right. Whether you're right. my parent or my teacher or anything. Yeah. I have my own volition and I'm following that. Like, I want to do what I'm doing. All I need you to do is help me when I need help or get out of the way when I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just love me, love me love for me, it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate right. the fact that I'm, that I'm my own person. Yeah. Get up, enjoy that. That's yeah. a wonderful thing. Don't resent me for it. Right. Because I'm not a fucking robot or a clone exactly. or your little perfect, you know, and that's where I'm at. I mean, I just want them to pick up the good things they can from me and, and learn from the and bad leave things the rest, yeah. and leave the rest, you know, and yeah. And it's, I think it's really cool, and it's. I love the fact that all my kids seem to be doing that, and I'm really, really grateful to that. Your kids and, are awesome. I mean, and you got, I mean, our whole people. family. We're very blessed. Yeah, and and, and I say we, we just gotta enjoy those blessings every day, and and start sharing them and doing more cool stuff together. And yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just really really excited. You know, Let's start to do scheduling more of those a reunion. Things. We need to we need to make it happen. Well, these are you know this is this type of thing. I mean, this is where it's at. This is this is the way I want to spend the rest of my life, just doing connecting and and doing cool stuff. And and you know, as I say that, yeah, the material things. I mean, other than just being able to afford to travel to visit, you know, you got everybody, you yeah. know, everywhere, and maybe put together some fun things. I think that's the legacy that I want to leave. You know for for the kids so that you know and everybody so that they're smiling when they're talking and thinking about me i have a feeling that's how that's every, all that's i mean how everybody, just, you know what some funny shit too i mean just yeah you know just, just 
Just I, I think that stuff. is that is how people in general think of you. For, I, for, like that is that's how the whole family I think would view you. I would I, love. We that. all smile when we think about you. I would and love not, that. Not after you're gone, but even yeah. Now, well, good. That's here. that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, give the flowers. You don't want to be too happy after I'm gone. No. You know that's why they say you know you don't want to leave too much money. You don't want to be too happy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just hold back a little bit <laughs> yeah. in that arena. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go blow it on something when yeah, you're 98 yeah. or whatever. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh great. gosh. Yeah. Well, I would love to keep talking, but I feel like they're going to be home soon and we should All right. we should probably wrap. Is we'll, there anything else that... We'll do it again. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. we can talk sometime off mic about anything. Yeah, no, I'd love that. No. Is there all... any burning desires? Anything you didn't get Boy. to? No, I mean, I, you know, we didn't talk about, you know politics or the coronavirus so that, i guess that's so good. it's a good session that, yeah. that's all right that's fine i mean i'm ready to do both but you know yeah it's uh that'll be for our next session okay we'll talk about all that stuff sounds good about how the, where the world's going sounds good all right well thanks so much for being here i'm really glad we got to do it I'm, it was a I last minute too. thing that's i'm great. really glad i mean i I've, I've thought about it you know a few things like at home i thought god i'd love to talk to justin you know and just we'll talk about some some interesting little tidbits but i think we talked about some good stuff today yeah we did so i appreciate it yeah me too thanks so much for sharing thank you love you love you too we'll talk to you soon all right buddy bye Thanks for listening, everybody. That was my Uncle Bill, the singing undertaker, uh, among many other things. Um, as I said, that'll be my last interview in person for a while, uh, but I will continue bringing you remote interviews every week um, and other bonus content as well. Which reminds me, um, I'm now on Patreon, in case you didn't listen to the last episode where I first announced it. Um, that would be a way that you could support this podcast. Um, I'm not going to do advertising. I'm never going to make you pay for the show itself. But if you have a few bucks to lend to the support of me making this show every week, that would be amazing. And um, you can find all about that and the rewards that you'll receive for becoming a member at patreon.com slash outspoken podcast um what else oh i learned today that there are new recommendations about distancing um six feet apparently is not enough we are being recommended now to do 10 to 20 feet apart uh, because apparently microscopic particles can hang in the air for up to three hours so if you're passing somebody on the street, take a very wide berth. Um, I even hold my breath and plug my nose, even when I'm wearing a mask, if I cross any part of someone else's trail. And be especially careful indoors, because one sneeze could just linger in the air. Um, so there, that's that. Uh, that's from the experts. That's not my own 
thing. Those are actually people who are annoyed with the CDC and the WHO uh, for the guidelines that they've been putting forward because they think it's not enough. So I'm going to listen to the most conservative uh, advice on that kind of stuff, even though I'm generally pretty liberal. Uh, All right. I love you guys very much. And I will be here next week talking. I hope you're here listening. Bye.